0: Radio Western.
1: Good Monday morning.
0: Good morning. How are you? <laughs>
1: nice. Nice day out there so far? Looking like?
0: Yeah, it was actually kind of cool coming in. A bit cooler than I expected.
1: Hmm. But well, nice. huh. I would never say that, but... Oh. Anyway. Uh, yeah, welcome back to Outlook on Radio Western, and... Uh, yeah, it's just us two again here in the studio this week. We've had a guest in in here the last few times, and now it's us. And then hopefully soon we'll have another guest.
0: Yeah, potentially next week, and maybe, and maybe even maybe the week the after. Week after. Um, just stay tuned for that. don't
1: know. You can't force these things. Sometimes you just got to let them happen.
0: Why? What are you forcing?
1: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, you know, program managers or you know nieces and nephews who may well. Two out of three might not want to be on. Who knows? Unpredictable, but it would be fun, right?
0: Yeah. So our niece and nephew will be in town in a couple of weeks. They may or may not be on the show. We'll have to wait and see. And uh, should we say who the other one is or not?
1: Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's someone, anybody... Um,
0: Anyone who's like a big fan of the station or works yeah. here probably know.
1: You hear um, around here around on here.
0: Yeah, and there's some changes coming to the station here, being the new season coming up oh, in that's September. That's so crazy.
1: Every time it comes to September. <clears throat> time,
0: time changes and contracts run out. And
1: Different things change. And
0: But we'll still be here.
1: Yeah, we'll still be here.
0: We won't, we're not going to quit volunteering here <laughs> anytime soon, so. Uh,
1: yeah, so I look forward to talking to our guest. Uh, if we can get it all worked out for next Monday. Um, but anyway, um, it's funny, today I walked in with something over my shoulder And I always wonder what people think. I mean, it's this long, I guess, purse-like thing with a strap I wear over my shoulder now. And uh, I guess for a woman, maybe you assume it's just some sort of strange (coughs) change purse or something. But um, I'm excited to announce that I got my new braille display so I can keep track of the time for our show now. I don't have to just wait for you to do a cue that we have to wrap up.
0: Yeah, so for anyone who hasn't um, heard before, who's listening now, we both have, um, they're called braille displays. So they connect Bluetooth to any device, really, phones, computers. Um, so we have it connected to our iPhones, and it's a 40 cell device. Um, there's braille cells, there's 40 <laughs> to a line on this display. It's a, it's a long,
1: a line of braille,
0: rectangular, thin. Um, piece of equipment and yeah it allows us to read everything in braille off of our phones so we can make notes for the show and like Carrie said we can check the time and I was keeping track of the time because my braille displays was still here the last few months but Carrie had some Yeah
1: I had some problems with the dots on mine Yeah
0: it's very fragile they're very expensive but they have a lot of little pieces because there's 40 cells on these and each cell has well it's kind of weird actually the regular braille cell has 6 dots um, but there is also eight-dot Braille, which involves like cursors and other things underneath mm-hmm. the cell. So each cell has eight dots. So, you know, that's 320 um, pins in this thing. So it's definitely something that can...
1: The, the way it. they're made is crazy. The little bit I know about it really that you hear about. But um, you can get different lengths, <clears throat> different Braille cell amounts. We like a long one like this because we use it to write or read things and you know if you have like what is it what's a smaller one 14
0: 18 yeah I'm not exactly sure I think there's a tw- maybe 12 or yeah, maybe 12. 14 You might. there's be a right.
1: 32 I think
0: and some of those, those are better for um, you know if you want to bring it with you to use with your phone sometimes
1: yeah, the smaller, smaller ones are nice ones. if
0: you're just using it to send text messages and more stuff more portable um, but these are still quite portable not as portable to throw in your pocket, but mm-hmm. small enough you can put in a, a purse or a knapsack, which is what I do, and um, you can still bring it with you. But it is a little easier having the lines longer for reading a book or whatever. It, whatever. It yeah, may be. You,
1: if you want to read something in, in iBooks, uh, or well, so the reason why I was so excited to get my uh, get a, uh, a mine back is because um, not only that I can keep track of time, or I can be the one now to read up, read from articles for the show, not just leave that to you but um but I can also as a, as a writer, I can also um, do the editing that goes along with that so I can read my writing back and not have to just listen with with uh, voiceover on the laptop and stuff, which is what a lot of people do and what I had to do and what I sometimes do, but sometimes it's nice to turn off that voice uh, yeah, it's uh and just have the braille.
0: Well, like you said, it's good for. It's really good for proofreading any writing you make because you can listen to a voice, like the voice um, software that we have on our computers to read the screen. You can use that, but it it doesn't pick up all punctuation or certain. you might have an extra space somewhere you don't want or you might spell something wrong, but it still pronounces it right. So at least if you have the Braille in front of you, it's like actually having the words there and you can...
1: Yeah, my Mac's great because it'll say a word misspelled or it'll say it'll say a word weirdly with the voice if there's too many, you know, of an extra letter or something. But still, yeah, so and this came at the right time. Um, it just felt like I couldn't get on with any kind of writing project without it, so uh, you know, these things take a, things take a while to be approved and luckily here in Ontario we have a program that helps pay for these things because like Brian said, they're not cheap.
0: Yeah, I mean Kind of thinking about other provinces, um, having a visitor here from British Columbia, um, you you find out that other provinces don't even have the same coverage that we have here in Ontario where every five years we are approved for more equipment um, through assistive devices program. And even something like that is one of those things that you never know. It might not always be there.
1: Exactly. Um,
0: (laughs) And it's, it's scary to think about that because really, I mean- Unless you're really well off and are able to afford this very expensive equipment, which most people aren't, it's uh, it's it's kind of a a necessity for survival almost. At least in the workforce, or to um, like when I had my brief stint at uh, the Grand Theater earlier this season, I brought my braille display every day so I could read over the different scripts for the for the call center. And you know, it's just something you you kind of need, and it's it's not like a choice. It's it's not like oh I want this or I don't really want this. It's more like I need this. So yeah and we and we also always talk on the show about how important we find Braille is um so these braille displays are amazing because I saw some more posts on Facebook recently about how um schools and for younger blind kids growing up now Braille isn't isn't always enforced or isn't like um taught all the time anymore and it's just a shame to think that because
1: and i I, I see it now being out of even just high school for all these years. I just read on Facebook again, the high school we went to, they were talking about when you register um, this year, you pick up your Mac, your Chromebook. I was just like, you know, that's how it is these days with with, um, technology in school even and it makes it easier and of course we got by without it before, but like we said, for a job or for, you know, to do what we do here or whatever, but um, for, for blind kids in school to have something like this, you know... It would just be a modern upgrade on having the big brailer that used to disrupt school with the loud pounding of the keys and these old Perkins braillers right now we could put on headphones or you just use braille when you use braille there's no sound at all so with these machines which you know these machines are delicate and you know you have to watch out you know kids I guess and equipment and things could get broken and damaged and there's got to be you know, thought put into that, but it's just, it's really great. But it, yeah, it's not cheap yet, and they're working really hard to come up with cheaper alternatives. But, um, yeah, oh, yeah it's still good quality.
0: It's still more expensive than, um, a Perkins brailler, um, which is what we used to use back in the day.
1: Do you even know how much a Perkins Brailer is? Not exactly, but I don't
0: think it's 3000
1: I still want to see like one of those electronic brailers that
0: are. Yeah, they also have new uh, other brailers that, um, we don't even know about. It's kind of in started. between
1: the old Perkins brailler and what we have here. It's like
0: a, because um, yeah, I think the new one is like the Braille Orbit or something. The new one, the new displays that they've designed that are that like they're trying to make cheaper.
1: Is that the one that they had some problems with? Because they were going to put one out in Canada for like five hundred dollars, and then something happened and something got slowed there, back up somehow. And then I heard of at the National Federation of the Blind convention they were talking all about different products they're trying to release there and. I thought maybe there's a different name for it, but anyway, I can't remember.
0: But it's called, yeah, I just did a bit of re- looking it up now, and it's, I don't, mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about what you were referring to about it being approved in Canada or something and not coming, going through mm-hmm. or whatever you're talking about, but
1: they well, did release this. Last year when I was doing, a, helping write that paper about producing Braille in Canada, they were, t- you know, talking about it, and I thought I knew it there. What what did you find? It's isn't see. This is an example of how great these things are. Brian could just quickly yeah, I'm just look doing something some up here.
0: Research right now. Um, for some reason, the link isn't loading.
1: Oh. Um, wait a oh, minute. I thought I distracted and you lost your place.
0: No, no, that's not the case. But oh yeah, I I, I'm noticing that Google um, has a lot more ads, or at least like when you search something on here now, oh. it's a little harder to get to the to the, the results. Article. But yeah, but yeah, no, I found it though. Introducing the Orbit Reader 20. Um, and this is this, this is from the end of last year, but mm. um, they're proud to an- announce the launch of the new revolutionary refreshable braille display, Orbit uh-huh. Reader Twenty. For the first time, this is in the UK, though. Mm. Um, but uh,
1: that's what I mean. There's programs in different countries, and there's you know different releases and different reasons why something catches on somewhere first and then spreads to other countries.
0: But yeah, um, the, p- the point of the matter is, it looks like it's um, their, their goal is to make this this stuff cheaper, um, and this new this new Braille Orbit is um, is supposed to be a lot cheaper.
1: And usually, when have. they're when they're the cheaper ones, they're not going to be forty cell.
0: Yeah, this one says it's twenty, which is still which just still reasonable. Yeah, I especially mean, if it's cheaper and it's, you're yeah, able to afford it's it, it's b- much than better than nothing.
1: I would definitely go for that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know if you want to make some more comments about what you're reading there but mine is uh, so the one I got the other day um, just had to fill out some paperwork and send away and take a while to get approved but it just came in the um, mail on Friday to me and this one is so it's an upgrade of the one we had before.
0: Yeah so the one we have we both have is the Focus um, and it's made by um, a manufacturer in Florida called Freedom Scientific um, which also used to make, or still makes, I guess. I haven't used it in a while, but they make mm-hmm. the software JAWS, um, which stands for Jobs a- Job Access with Speech, um, which is a screen reader for Windows. And um, Carrie and I both use Mac computers now, but mm. you still need accessible accessibility for Windows because a lot of workplaces and stuff um, don't use Mac.
1: Oh, well, I was so frustrated because the manual's talking on and on about JAWS, 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 and I understand. You know, again, people started with jaws way before mac products came out and were and then were access, so accessible uh, and you know the, mac isn't cheap but um, the fact that jaws is not installed it's not part of the, it's not a software that's part of the operating system like ma- with uh, mac with apple so you know you have to like get a license and get it installed well re- you can't use jaws doesn't
0: exist for mac it's only a windows
1: program. No I know but I mean like that's the as far as options we have um, if you have Windows, which a lot of people still like, in, you know, as it as it stands, you know, they're trying to get Jaws as a company to, you know, as a product to be part of the operating system somehow built in, like it is Voiceover. Well. Apple.
0: On a Windows computer right now, that there is a narrator. Oh um, well, yeah, is, that's another option. That's the same as voice. That's essentially the same as VoiceOver. It's not nearly as accessible, but it's come a long way apparently.
1: Wait, is that the same as N- NVDA? No. Oh, those
0: are too- narrator is a built-in. It's like VoiceOver on the Mac, right.
1: um,
0: but it's built in on a Windows computer, and it it hasn't wasn't very good in the past. But um, since Mac, the, the more recent success of Mac computers and stuff, keep- I think I think uh, Microsoft are trying to. Um, own, up, but- up the, the standards there. So they are working on narrator, and it's supposed to be a lot better. Um, but yeah, there's also another software which this again sort of makes me question why does anyone use JAWS? And I mean, sometimes certain softwares have um, benefits over others, and some they have their pros and cons. But and I don't use a ton of Windows, but there is a, a another option for Windows called Non Visual Desktop Access NVDA. And you can search that on Google, and um, it's a it's an open source free software that just just relies on donations. Um, so any of its users can donate because they do need some money to keep it going. But it it is essentially free. Whereas Jaws, you have to purchase a license, and you you pay every year for the license now, and it's um, it's still a, a a software that you're paying for. Whereas this NVDA, it's such a free software, but then you find out people either don't know about it, or a lot of times people are just. We kind of mentioned change earlier. Hmm. They're just used to JAWS because that's what they've always used, so they just stick with that. But it just, like you say, when you get a braille display now and there's in the manual, it, there's a, the whole thing is about how to use it with JAWS. It's like, well, that's not very customizable. Like mm-hmm. it's like anything we talk about when we talk about this, the, there being the CFB and the CNIB, and <laughs> it's like you got to have options and things have to be more more uh, open-ended instead of like, oh, this only works with this. And,
1: and this is all um, we want you to know about, kind of. Yeah. <sighs> you know, it's a company and it's JAWS and it's Freedom Scientific. That's what they're going to promote.
0: And I mean, at the same point, I'm, I'm kind of, I kind of get sucked into that a bit too because Apple, for example, I have like an iPhone, I have a Mac computer and like, all that stuff works together and it doesn't really work as well with other yeah. third party At things
1: people use so Apple I just wanted
0: to put that, put that side out there too that
1: iTunes it's not that we don't get
0: um, we don't get sort of brought into that as well but it's just like it's being aware of what options are out there um, mm-hmm. instead of just re- relying on one thing and thinking oh that's the only choice we have and-
1: but you're good at having knowledge of all of these things and you've tried them all out whereas for me I, w- I probably wouldn't be with a Mac with an iPhone and all this stuff now if it, if I didn't have you as a brother because I stick to what I'm familiar with too and I'm not the best with computer stuff so I learned um, how to use JAWS that's all there was when I started out with computers and you know I, I would have hesitated if you hadn't you know Given such a you know a testimonial about how great Apple was, and I got to try out your iPhone first, and all these things, um, so I like what I'm familiar with too, and uh, so I understand that. But
0: and that's a lot of it, like you say, is the education, and a lot of people just they don't know many blind people, or they're they're in a small small town or a small area, and they're only told the one option, and they're not as mm-hmm. competent searching things on computers and learning about mm-hmm. other things. So you know, it's it's our responsibility, and that's a lot of the. Things we do with the CFP and um, making people aware of things is getting organized with other blind people and sort of spreading the word on all the th- the services and products that are available.
1: Yeah, and um, I guess I'm so I'm excited to have this m- new machine. But um, all this the first half of this show we're talking about yeah, this I know, sort we of thing. Got on a pretty big... But that's good because you know anybody listening who is interested in um, you know tech stuff, computers, you know. You may you've likely never heard of a lot of this stuff we're talking about, and anybody who might be listening who is visually impaired or blind or knows somebody who is, you might learn something. So um, it just this is a big thing in my life right now. So we're, um, brought it, I brought it up. I'm happy to have this machine here, and just wanted to announce too that um, it's going to come in handy and very helpful. Perfect timing because. Um, so, the Canadian Federation of the Blind, which is what this show is inspired by, um, they put out a magazine twice a year called The Blind Canadian, and I was so impressed when I first you know, started learning about the CFB and found out they have a magazine, because for how long, how pra- um, practically still new they are, kind of on the scene, <laughs> like we were saying, um, the fact that they have this, it's it's wonderful, because I think it's great to have that out there. Um for people I think so every time they put out an issue certain amount of copies are sent to certain offices of certain politicians um, certain doctor offices it's just good to have it out there in Canada and for people to see because it's, it's just a great catalogue of a lot of the issues that blind people in Canada are dealing with people send in articles at least once a year we do. So the issue that's coming up is going to be a lot of what was happening at the convention in May in Vancouver. But I was um, interested in seeing this, this project continue into the future. So I actually reached out to the editor and um, so she's um, happy to have some help with it and uh, I'm honored to be a part of it. And it's going to give me some good uh, practice and some something good for my resume. I mean, I've been a writer for a long time, but my editing skills are not quite as strong. So this is a good place to to work on that and to learn from her because she just recently got her de- degree in writing in uh, Victoria, B.C. Um, but yeah, I'm going to be co-editor. So this next issue should come out in, I believe, the very end of September or October. And um, right now I'm helping transcribe some of the speeches from May and write some articles. So that's exciting.
0: Yeah, so... I know you mentioned the name, but just another mention that people forgot what we're talking about. It's called The the Blind Canadian. Uh, look it up on, on Google. If you just search The Blind Canadian, it should show up. And it's, again, it's like all of this stuff. It's not, I don't know how well known it is in Canada, mm-hmm. um, but we'd like to bring more attention to it. And that once this issue comes out and stuff, um, we'll keep talking about it um, at, leading up to when it's uh, released, since, especially now that you're involved. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe even maybe we should even read through some of this issue and like talk about some of the articles on one of our future shows
1: definitely so yeah thanks to the editor Doris Belusick, uh, for giving me a chance with this um, so the other thing I was just going to talk about briefly now that we have about well less than 10 minutes but um, what else happened over the weekend so first of all we celebrated our nephew's 10th uh, 10th birthday I don't know why I'm already jumping <laughs> to him being 10 uh, he's 7 um but that was fun and apparently they, his baseball team won their the B division I guess yesterday they won their tournament so that's exciting um, but yeah so the other day I actually uh, before the weekend I went shopping with my sister and uh, you know I don't know if you have as much to add to this topic but it's the kind of thing that's hard to do and I know it's a, you know it's those common questions that blind people get asked like how do you know what to wear and what what matches and and what you're wearing and these you know these kind of questions and uh, so her and I went shopping. My sister and I I use her as my shopping guide and she's really one of the only people I trust. So I wanted to go shopping um, to get some workout clothes because I've I've been doing some Pilates classes the last few months and they're going to start up again in September. Um, it's just good in general for my physical health and things, but I'm also training to. Do a walk along the Thames River in England in a still quite a while from now. Oh,
0: wait, I thought you weren't doing that anymore.
1: No, I am. It's going to take <laughs> what? It, it takes really? pra- it takes lots of practice to get trained and prepared for that. But I wanted to get some stuff so I can get back into the Pilates and do some other stuff. So we went shopping. I'll talk more about my England stuff. Oh, in another I, just heard, I heard that
0: was a go, and then it wasn't a go, and now it is a go again. I know we'll talk about it later, but um, yeah, well, yeah,
1: it was, there's I, some I, other I, stuff I'll talk about later. It's always Sorry. weird talking about things that are still ways off, but yeah, I know anyway, um, so, yeah, we went shopping, and so I was looking for some workout stuff, and it's always tricky, and I hate I mean, I hate changing in the change rooms and trying things on, but in a way, it's good for me because I don't have. And I also don't have that pressure that a lot of girls feel standing in those change rooms and looking at themselves in the mirror being, ugh, I don't like this, I don't like this. But I still have other issues with that. But my sister is one of the people that... It's kind of around my age, and we've been borrowing <laughs> each other's clothes for many years. So uh, I always like to go shopping with her when I can. Um, so I'm lucky to have someone in my life who I can do that with because I know not everybody has that. So we went shopping, and... Uh, so I got some stuff, and she's always telling me colors because I used to see colors. And uh, the other big part for me is feeling the, the the clothes before I decide. She shows me or shows me on the rack, and right away I can say, no, definitely not. Or I can give it a chance and try it on. Or I can love the, the clothing, and it usually depends on the fabric and the, sh- the cut of something.
0: But even still, I don't know, like... <clears throat> I guess you can you can feel stuff and you can have an idea, and I well, I have a
1: still not the same.
0: I have a different um, perspective just because I'm not, you know, being a being a dude and yeah, <laughs> putting With different. clothes, it's not quite as a concern. I mean, it still is. I want to well, you want to dress nice, and, nice
1: for your band photos and well, yeah, months. you still want
0: to look nice and spend um, depending what it is, um, but I do have a lot of shirts that just. Automatically go with all my pants, and it kind of all works out. Um, and I don't know as much about color because I, w- I, ne- <clears throat> excuse me, I was not be able to see. We need a show later my whole in the life. day when
1: our throats get yeah. clearer. <laughs>
0: um, but what I was going to say is, I mean, it's great. It is great that you have someone close to you that you trust with it. But you still don't really know. Whereas if 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 you could see, you could pick out your own style and figure out exactly what you like, and you wouldn't be getting. Based on what someone else thinks is good, you would make the decision. So it is—it is a tough thing being blind for 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 looking and uh, dressing up and looking a certain way because you do have to just trust someone else. Because you, I mean, you can base it on what's what feels nice and what you think you like based on that, but you still don't really know.
1: Yeah, well, you know, this show and the Canadian Federation of the Blind—the philosophy is, you know, positive philosophy of blindness but you know yeah reality is is that there are these things that are just not going to be the same and i used to be able to see you know pictures on shirts stripes colors dark light i can bear i'm lucky if i can see if it's dark or light now um and And there are also there there are are
0: apps apps out there where you can (laughs) you can take a quick picture and it'll tell you what color it is um so you can do that stuff and i know i've heard people talk about they they put uh, Braille letters on their clothes, like a G if it's green, or a R if it's yeah, like whatever color. There's always
1: articles now about these, you know. There's
0: ways to label them. Clothing and,
1: lines coming out that are accessible and all this stuff. You know, as far as just wanting to know color, that's that's one thing, right? But when when you want to know more about clothes, it's you know you're you're gonna ask a an app like Tap Tap C that will just have someone. You sh- send the photo, and they reply back with a message of a description. Or you know, there's you know common apps now, um, Be My Eyes and the a- Era app. Um, these are actually call. You put a call into someone working on the other end who answers your call, whether it's volunteer or in free or you pay, and uh, they have these trained. Workers that will will help you with whatever you need. So that's one way of doing it. A lot of people who are dressing for you know a job interview or questions like that, and you know. Yeah, and I mean now, especially
0: now with these, um, I always get those names mixed up. Is it is it Be My Eyes? Is that the one that is like um, a free Ira kind of yeah, or, um, seeing AI? Is a yeah, it's like dating
1: up. sites that you pay for and those that are free. Some people don't believe you're going to get a good as good information, but you know from what I've heard, there's a lot of good. Um, a lot of good word out there about be my eyes, and I, I even know a few people I think who who have volunteered to to get calls. And yeah. I've heard that they don't get that many calls. That's, so I'm not sure if I it's mean as
0: again, it can be weird for some people because it is someone a stranger that's looking at you and stuff. But um, at the same point, that is what they're they're um, volunteering or paid to do, whether it's mm-hmm. be my eyes or Ira, which is the paid service. Um, whereas those, unlike the other ones, where it's just like you know you tap tap see where you just. Send a picture and they, you just get a response. Um, blue shirt or whatever. Yeah. The, at not, least with these that. other ones, they it's actually a person on the other end. So you could yeah. you could put a few things on and get them to look and say, oh, does that look good? No, you got to do this. So it's it's a little more um, instructional and can give you
1: you'd get better specific. Yeah, very,
0: a lot more specific. But um,
1: you know, I, I don't like to depend on my sister too much. You know, she's got her own. And life, it's
0: it's also one of those things that it's good to you don't want to not use these options when you have them. Um, it's it's, it's okay to depend on someone, especially if it's someone that you're close with and you and you trust, but you also realize they're not always going to be there, so you have to also exactly. think about that and figure out what options you have if they weren't there.
1: Okay, but, like, I don't want people, like, as far as these apps, like, the bathroom signs even here, which I sadly keep bringing up that are have no label in Braille to let Brian or I know what bathroom we're going to walk into if there's nobody around to, to confirm which one is which. You know, I don't want, you know cities and, and and public spaces to think they can get off on these accessibility issues <clears throat> because we have these apps now that sure, we could call um, Be My Eyes and they could say, oh, this is the men's room which in a pinch is great.
0: Yeah. So, again, and
1: it's good to have options.
0: Well, that's a good point is that these these services are available but that doesn't mean that the, the public... Um, Isn't still responsible um, in like public um, places and everything? Aren't still responsible for making themselves accessible? You can't be like, well, we don't need assistance in stores anymore to help blind people shop because they can just call one of these services. Because you know, it's 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 just an option, but it's not the solution. Really, it's just another way to make things easier. So.
1: Yeah, well... Wow. Yeah,
0: all right, I guess that Those pretty are, much wraps things up.
1: I always write a, a, a status on Facebook or Twitter explaining what today's show is, and I'm never sure if we're going to get to everything I, I, I mentioned, but today we kind of got all three in there that I mentioned, so... Great. Yeah, hopefully we'll be back with some, some extra people next week and maybe the week after.
0: Yeah, sounds great. Um, we have a new email address, outlook on Radio western at gmail.com. Send us an email if you have any questions or suggestions or ideas. And... Uh, Yeah, we'll be back next Monday.
1: Yep. Have a good week.
0: Have a good week, everyone. Find us on Twitter at OutlookCFB.
1: And on Facebook, facebook.com slash Outlook on Radio Western.